Kombucha zest have a unique brewing process, which does not just produce any old kombucha. With over 18 flavors being crafted by their super team, they not only have the best tasting kombucha, but I personally love that you can go and have a hands-on um, you know, experience where you can head to your local market or cafe and refill your bottles or get a glass and, and enjoy it that way as well. Their kombucha is full of health benefits, like all great ferments, including detoxifying through gluconic acids and probiotics, those good bugs in your gut, boosting energy with enzymes and B vitamins, and giving you mental clarity from all of the antioxidants. The perfect replacement for uh, that afternoon coffee or sugar craving, you know, if, you, if you're wanting a chocolate fix, kombucha is perfect. I recommend you try it. For me, uh, getting on board with local, innovative, and colorful people and companies, the Kombucha Zest Boys and Girls, um, it's, it's really a highlight of my job, and I'm so excited to have them on board. They allow me to bring you the Naked Naturopaths. So I encourage you to get on their website. It's kombuchazest.com, and check out their beautiful, beautiful ferment products and try them today. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to Melissa Gearing, the Naked Naturopath. Mel is a qualified naturopath, herbalist, and nutritionist. She can't wait to share her thoughts on all things health and wellness with you. My name is Melissa Gearing, and I am the Naked Naturopath. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for listening in to this episode of The Naked Naturopath. I just want to let you know that we had a little bit of trouble with our internet connection for this one, so it is a bit uh, shaky. Please persevere. It is worth it uh, to hear what Pete has to say, and I hope you enjoy. Today on the podcast, we have a man who needs no introduction. He not only has been a huge inspiration for me in my life and many other Australians, but he's changing the the lives of people all over the world. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be chatting with you today and welcome to The Naked Naturopath, Pete Evans. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Oh, well, I'm so pleased that you agreed. You know, when I wrote you that email, I my husband, he's pretty amazing and he, he was like, just write him an email, just see if you want to come on. I'm like, don't be silly, you know. So I write, Hi, Pete and team, thinking that I'll, you know, I'll get an email back from one of your people, which is totally fine and normal when you're busy and successful and all that stuff, and then um, wrote this huge email to you, and then you just write back, yeah, sounds great, let's do it. <laughs> I was so surprised. It's good to be able to ask somebody uh, what you want, and uh, all they can say is no, or not at this particular point in time, or yes, and uh, you've got a 50-50 chance, I reckon, so Absolutely. That's very much what he's like. He's like, just ask and see. So I really appreciate you coming on. But like I said at the start of the podcast, you've changed people's lives all over the world and especially with your new documentary. Um, And the other thing that I've been listening to is your podcast at the moment, which I've been recommending to a lot of clients. It's fantastic. Congratulations. Uh, thank you so much. It's um, it's a joy to be able to speak with uh, people and ask them some questions like, like we're doing today and uh, getting uh, different beliefs out there and understanding of, of their expertise and their life experiences. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a joy to be able to uh, be able to be in that position to be able to share information. You've got some really big names on there and um, there's three podcasts in particular that have really had a profound effect on my life recently. Um, Kirsty Worth, Professor Tim Noakes and R.D. Dykeman um, are the, the big three, and I've been 
recommending that my clients listen to, especially um, the R.D. Dykeman one in particular, because it's just amazing to hear this stuff and um, to hear the backlash. So you are the controversial, <laughs> you are the controversial Pete Evans, and you are up against some big players in medical and nutritional and food industries. And oftentimes they're not kind of happy with what you're saying. And mainstream TV programs and shows and hosts, they, um, you know, they have a, their words to say about you. But I love that you're fighting it with such positivity. And I read on your Instagram, um, you know, about your tan from surfing because they kind of picked on you about your tan and your, and your white teeth and stuff like that. How do you cope with that day to day? And, you know, do you get tired of it all? Do you ever feel like just moving away and, and uh, you know, taking your family and, and, um, and all the, the beautiful knowledge that you have? And That's best to answer this is that uh, I, you use the word fight in there. I, quite, mm. I think you use the word fight once mm-hmm. or twice and it's an interesting, interesting word to use. I don't see it as a fight as, as such. I just see it as uh, people's fears or insecurities as, what those uh, stories are based around and if you understand the game or the matrix of how this was all set up and everything is system orientated and uh, there's an agenda for certain people to do their certain jobs and certain outlets to uh, deliver their messages in a certain way that uh, creates conflict or creates more ongoing fear and security for the readers or the viewers of those platforms, whether it's TV, print media, uh, breakfast radio, drive time radio, talkback radio, um, online uh, content or or social pages. So um, once you understand the agenda that these uh, people, organisations, companies have then you will see that uh, it all sort of makes sense and that none of it is really real and uh, it's just uh, part of the game, I guess. So mm-hmm. is it uh, does it affect me? Not really. I mean, I called out the, uh, the stupidity of that mm-hmm. article or that, yeah. that interviewer that, that said something about me mm-hmm. because uh, it was just stupid. Uh, no matter which way you looked at it, their their attack was based around my look rather mm. than the actual information that I was sharing in the film. Mm. So immediately there, they've already shown their hand that they've got they, they can't even have an intelligent conversation about the topics because where do they go with that? Because if they have to delve into the truth, then there's no story because there just isn't the truth always wins. So what they have to use as their weapon of choice is slander or ridicule. I mean, it's it's an age-old way of uh, somebody trying to avoid the, the... the issue at hand is to is to take that path, and it's the very easy path for, for those people to take, yeah. uh, especially in this country, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, my response to that uh, was just to, to show the, the absurdity or the stupidity of, of those type of topics. Yeah. Um, 
and, and you know, they said, oh, I had a fake tan. So I said, well, actually, if you're going to say something that's, that's factually uh, not true or a lie, then I will bring you up on that. And uh, so I took a photo of what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so beautiful and that's such yeah. a positive and, approach. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Uh, but at that point in time, I reacted to that in, uh, in a way that I thought uh, I could diffuse the situation and, and mm. have a bit of a laugh at, mm. the, at the same time. And uh, per- perhaps uh, they will think twice about going down that path again. Perhaps not. You know, all week I had after that uh, incident, I had the hosts of that TV program and all other news outlets wanting to have my, uh, get me on their program to have a chat about my response. And I said, well, I've had my response. That's it. Mm. You know, uh, and I've said I've diffused that situation with the truth, which, uh, no one finds fascinating, <laughs> which is whether I'm fake tan or whether I go out into the sun and yeah. it's bizarre that we're even talking about it well, six the, months later. But. Yeah, I know, right? But the, the amazing thing was that I think that you even mentioned it for you. It was um, great advertising for your documentary, The Magic Pill, in the end, because that's what they're talking about. Yeah. So um, would you mind telling us a bit about it? For Most of my listeners probably haven't seen it yet. It is on Netflix, but I would love to hear your uh, reasoning behind why you decided to do that. Uh, the Magic Pill, it was just a um, – uh, it was a desire and an idea that I had to uh, plant some seeds into the space of uh, documentaries that appear on – formats such as iTunes or Netflix or other streaming devices and and for some factual information to get out there that wasn't uh, wrapped around any bias or any emotional <clears throat> um, uh, belief system, but actually like, okay, well, let's actually show the power of food mm. uh, from a very yeah. common sense point of view because I didn't feel like it had been presented in a way that uh, had ticked the boxes for, for a mainstream audience. And uh, so that was that was the intention of the film. And then, it, then once you have your intention for something or a desire to do something and you have passion for it, then the next part is usually very easy you know, because uh, you then only have to um, put the wheels in motion and uh, – the, the rest, the, the jigsaw puzzle basically falls into place once you have a clear and concise vision of what you would like to achieve. Uh, I'm currently doing that on the next documentary at the moment and uh, it's amazing over the last sort of six months I had a realisation uh, from an experience that I, that I uh, went through and out of that experience I was like, okay, is the next uh, film that I want to bring into into reality um, for people to be able to, to see and possibly it will plant the seeds for people and for the planet to grow. Um, that's my intention. My expectation is that uh, I can create something worthwhile that uh, <laughs> will hopefully be captivating for 80 to 90 minutes and I'll, I've got a team uh, that I'm working with now, a very good director that – uh, 
um, we've been engaging with for the last few months and I found the person that I wanted to do this next film with and uh, we have been going back and forth about our combined vision and I can basically see it already and how it's going to how it's going to look and how it's going to feel and we're probably three months away from actually shooting the first scene uh, but the rest exciting. is easy it's actually having the idea um, seeing the vision uh, working out whether you want to go ahead with it what that's going to what's that going to mean uh, what are the repercussions? What are the what are the uh, domino effect or the ripple effect that putting something or creating something uh, is, is going to have? And and that's with any thought or idea or concept that we have, whether it's uh, uh, who we decide to spend our time with, who uh, are we going to reproduce and bring another life into this world? Are we going to have pets? What are we going to eat today? Or how are we going to live our lives in in the way that we uh, talk to ourselves and are we going to look at ourselves on a deeper level? What have we got to uncover about this magnificent world that we live in? Uh, and because each and every one of those choices will dramatically change uh, how your life unfolds and, and actually the people around you. So, for instance, so the next documentary um, – I know it's uh, it's going to be a challenging uh, conversation for people to have after they've seen it and actually while they're watching it. It, it will bring up a lot of um, – it, it may bring up, I won't say overall, but it will definitely stimulate uh, people to look inside and what will the effects of that be with the magic pill. Um, what are the flow-on effects from that? You know, it was funny yesterday. I was surfing with my daughter or the day before, actually, in Bondi, and I was sitting in the surf, and this fella battled over to me. I think he was a South American guy. He, uh, he just sat out there. He goes, with his South American accent, he goes, oh, I just want to say I watched your, your film. It's, uh, it's helped me change my life. And I'm like, that's fantastic, brother. <laughs> Hope you uh, get the next good one. You know? Yeah, that's and amazing. That one comment, you know, that was just in that beautiful moment mm. with myself and my daughter sitting out there. And even that, you know, what? how will that shape my daughter's view of the world yeah. in that particular point in time that we're out there and someone shared something about something that meant something to them and that uh, their dad actually had something to do with that. You know, and you know, for me, the the beauty of that moment was wonder what, wonder what that experience will mean for my daughter. Maybe it'll mean nothing, but perhaps just hearing those words uh, can create a spark in her. And I have no expectations on what her life is going to be, but <laughs> I'm fascinated to, to watch it unfold. And and I just thought, and I was just a witness to it. I was like, oh. Wonder what wonder what that will mean. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so I look at things from that point of view that uh, every choice that we make and every thought that we have can take us uh, to wondrous places. 
that we may or may not wish, wish to go, but we're definitely going to go exactly. there one way or another. Uh, some go there quickly and some uh, go there slowly and there's no right or wrong, it's just what is. I'm pouring myself a water at the moment because no. I'm thirsty. <laughs> and so... Um, and we'll bring it back to those those comments that yeah. uh, mainstream media makes or whatever it is. My question to uh, to people that read those things is why do you read those articles in those uh, magazines or newspapers or watch those shows, you know? Um, what is it about that? What's you know, I was, speaking, I was speaking to my mum today and she was talking about that you know, my, my kids walk around the streets sometimes by themselves or go here or there, and she goes, oh, the world's a much, much scarier place these days than it was when you were a kid. And I said, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I said, I said, the amount of sexual abuse or uh, things that occurred behind closed doors in the past that were never that were hidden, you know, whether it was through in boarding schools or religious uh, education classes or in church groups and or at home with family members or whatever the situation is, I said, um, I, I said, I know there was a lot of that that happened that has happened throughout the ages, Mum. I said, I actually feel it's a actually a little bit safe and how <laughs> to to be perfectly honest and I have complete trust and acceptance that the world that we live in is is can be an, a nurturing place and it can also have destructive uh, forces in it and and situations that um, can challenge us but but I, I questioned her on that I said so where where why do you think the world is scarier now I said, is it because of the news that you watch every night? And and I, I said, is that part of it? Is it the talkback radio that you might listen to during the day? Is it the, the news that comes onto the radio every day? I said, I said, some of that's important, but most of it has no bearing whatsoever on your life, and you're just constantly hearing this doom and gloom and fear, and, and a lot of it is probably lies, you know, and mm. so how does that change your view of the world? Yeah, it is, and that comes down to a choice. What do you listen to? What do you read? Who do you surround yourself with? What do you believe? I you guess know, you could have ten uh, of those articles. You could have Big ten, you could have ten of those articles written, or or a hundred of those articles written, and having somebody come up to you in the surf like that gentleman, and and just have that comment about changing his life. Um, it's so profound, and it can it can outweigh all of that negative, uh, you know, mainstream media crap that that we all get put through. Even as a naturopath, we get dragged through as well. And having somebody say that you changed your life—that's such a profound moment. It's such a beautiful thing, and it's um, something that not, not everybody gets to hear. Yeah, well, uh, like yourself being an naturopath, the results speak for themselves, so what does it matter what uh, anybody says in the media? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know from a fact that, you know, the, the, the work that we do, whether it be 
whatever it is that we put out into the space, whether it's a meal or a recipe book mm. or information or a podcast or a movie or a TV series, whatever it may be, um, it has the potential of changing people's lives. Um, but there's no expectation that it will either. So it's it's up to everybody, you know. Everybody is accountable for their own self and their own actions and we're all a part of this global community that uh, will have to one day work together to find a solution to our sustainability, our environment, our health issues, our connection to each other and our humanity. And that is, that is happening. Um, but uh, there's, it depends on what you focus on. Like I spoke to a fellow today, I did a podcast with a guy in Canada who has the largest cannabis company. You know, he has 1.5 million shoppers. And he says a lot of them come from Australia, which is mm, interesting because yeah. it's illegal here at the moment. Yeah. But listening to him talk about the world and, you know, it's a fucking beautiful experience that he is the, the – his vision and his outlook on the world is 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 one of beauty, uh, and it's just it's it's interesting that what we get drawn into or attracted to. So, um, you know, people that like drama obviously will continue in a in a space where that can play out. Uh, people who choose love and freedom and peace and understanding and knowing more about themselves will search out those types of experiences for them to explore themselves in. Um, we are, as human beings, we have the capacity for unconditional love, trust and acceptance and all the way down to murder, uh, destruction, rape, violence and everything in between of those two pillars. Um, uh, and that's what being human is. We, are, we have the capacity for everything. It just depends on where we choose to uh, spend our time and spend our attention and what we want to focus on because um, we all have the capacity to go either way and every other possibility in between and it uh, becomes down to a choice. And if you are suffering and feel like you're in a space of fear or anger or resentment or jealousy or not understanding or not feeling like you're worth anything, then you know, there's, there's potential work that uh, may be um, something to be looked at. Mm. Um, Just you know, and, and I'm not here to tell anybody that that's what they need to do mm -hmm. uh, because – you're all accountable for your own selves. Absolutely. But uh, if, if I like to talk about balance, so balance is very important, and uh, generally we know when we're when we're out of balance, and it can be emotional, it can be uh, work related, it can be time related, it can be health related, it can be sleep related, it can be uh, you know relationship related, it can be anything of these. Uh, things that can be out of balance and uh, we all intuitively know that something needs rebalancing or is it a little bit out of sorts um, and if you don't currently have the answers there's all, all you need to do is ask the question what would help me 
in this situation where I'm having a, a having an issue at the moment. And uh, and generally, you once you ask the question, uh, the answers or a path will start to unfold for you to um, discover that for yourself. And it may be challenging, and it may be completely easy, or <laughs> it might be a combination of all. Um, but that's what being human's about is, is understanding how we think, why we think, what our belief systems are, what our pattern are, uh, and learning to let go and surrender and accept and non-judge and uh, delve deeper or uh, just <laughs> just be. <laughs> the the way that you speak and that, that attitude, um, like I've got this huge smile on my face and you've immediately kind of quelled a lot of my anxiety just chatting to you, you know, because obviously I, I'm nervous to speak to um, somebody so successful and somebody who is an inspiration to me. Um, but you've got this big smile on my face and you've settled me and just speaking like that, that's, that sounds like you've done a lot of self-work and been on your own journey. And I know you've come from a place where um, you were a chef and obviously that's a, a different life um, to the one you live now, despite still being so involved with food. Have you, have you done specific work on yourself or do you, do you just think that that's time and, and um, you know, grace and learning and age and all that stuff that comes with being human and as we get older we just naturally um, get to know ourselves better? Yeah, um, well, I'll go back to the, your first comment there about uh, you were nervous about talking to me because yeah. I'm successful. <laughs> I would be... Um, Successful is an interesting identifying mm. um, word or statement or association, I guess, is, is probably the better, better term there, the association of somebody being successful. So outwardly successful, uh, I'd have to ask you the question, what, what, what do you believe is successful? Because each and every one of us would have a different definition for that or slightly different or majorly different. So um, what, how, how do I seem successful to you? I think that I use that word because you, I look at you and that's what I want to do. And so to me, you are the, my definition of success. And that's probably a really good thing to um, pop back to me because you are absolutely in a multiple recipe books and I'm, um, that's something that I'm super passionate about. And uh, having the voice that you do, having the ability to speak to so many people, that's what I think is successful. Mm. See, I see success as uh, being in balance mm. and uh, being content. And, uh, you know, content is the definition. Uh, I looked up the other day because I said to someone, I said, I said, how, how are you? I said, oh, I'm feeling pretty content. And they said, well, that's pretty boring. I said, hmm. <laughs> Really? I said, well, let's, let's have a look at uh, um, what content means and uh, I'll, I'll look it up right now and uh, I'll give you the definition. And uh, it means in a state of peaceful happiness. Mm. And I was like, if that sounds boring, <laughs> you know, I wonder what program you have that a state of peaceful happiness would seem boring for you because for me uh, that I, I, I would love for that to be my default you know and that to me feels feels calm it feels uh, joyful <laughs> it 
feels uh, happy uh, and it feels balanced. Mm. And, you know, we, we see people that uh, may be outwardly expressing themselves in a, in a way that we sort of know it might be a little bit fake, you know, like putting it on that we're super, super happy. And we also see people that play the victim that they, with their dialogue, will, will uh, speak in a way that will try to make people feel sorry for them. So for me, I, I view success for myself is, is that balance of, of contentment and not to get caught up in in the matrix of, of illusionary uh, ego games. And I, I'm, I work at that, you know, it, it, it's not a natural state for me to be in it yet <laughs> all the time, but I'm consciously endeavoring to find that balance and not get caught up uh, and become reactive. <laughs> like that, uh, like reacting to that, uh, uh, the, the talk show when they, they had a go at me, you know, that was react. I reacted to that, mm. you know, and, and it probably touched on my ego a little bit and I wanted to defend myself and I thought, well, I'll do it in a sarcastic or uh, way. And, you know, I look back at that and think, well, maybe that wasn't the right path for me to do, but it, but I did it at the time and I've sort of looked back, I go, okay, well, forgive yourself for that one, Pete, and uh, maybe if it comes up again, you can, you can uh, choose to do it differently. Uh, and it hasn't popped up again, so <laughs> maybe maybe it never will. Uh, it's interesting. I, th- I seem to be uh, not attracting that type of negativity that I, I once was, mm. which is um, uh, an interesting thing to witness and be aware of as well. That uh, uh, And I have done quite a lot of... Uh, internal work on these types of things that I don't become reactive and and part of it is you know some of the work that I've done over the years is understanding why I've attracted that that negativity or perceived negativity from outside uh, forces and all of it all, all of it has been something for me to learn from so even that for instance was it was a great opportunity for me to learn and grow from that experience uh, as is every other uh, experience that has come my way and and I view it now as what's the lesson here for me why is this happening why have I attracted this into my life because I have attracted it energetically Uh, what's the lesson here for me to learn or what's the understanding or what's the awareness and can it strengthen me is it something that is a game for me to or another pattern for me to test myself and, uh, you know, I do not have all the answers and I don't, I don't think anybody will during this experience of, of themselves on earth because it is, you know, you go from one layer to another to another to another and sometimes you end up back at the beginning again and you just go, fuck, how did I end up here again? You know, I thought <laughs> Absolutely. Possibly I haven't and, you know, that, that, that happens with psychedelic experiences as uh, many of the masters have said it with spiritual realizations that <laughs> you know it's like the snake eating itself. You know, it's it's, it's never ending. It's a, it's a never ending journey of understanding of self, and we slip in and out of this game so often. And some people know that they're playing it, others don't. Others are being played. Um, so I, 
I, I view this as a, as a beautiful game to be played where we're all winning <laughs> and uh, there is there are no losers in this. Yeah, beautiful. That's absolutely. You can, um, you know, you, you mentioned content. My husband, he would always say to me that he was content and I would, I would definitely have that opinion uh, that your friend had that it was a boring place to be. But more and more, um, you know, as I maybe become wiser or I'm more settled in myself, I can see that that contentness is something to aim for. But I still have that drive. And you can still be driven but content, right, because you're still producing things, making a new doco and um, just trying to balance those two, uh, contentment and, and drive and, and still wanting to release things to the public and, and um, offer your expertise or uh, be on your platform. Um, do you find that the drive drive keeps you content or does it pull you back from that? Well, the drive is an interesting one. You know, what is what is the drive? You know, is it is it an ego based? Is it is it due to fear? Is it due to comparison? Is it due to what other people are doing and you want to compete at that level and be seen? You know, and if being seen is important for you, then do you have self worth issues or do you feel like people don't acknowledge you? So, uh, out of all of these things, we need to understand what are the triggers for us to deliver this you know for for myself uh, my understanding of of human nature is at, at the fundamental level is we're all energetic beings and our only purpose is to express ourselves as energetic beings that are capable of, of uh, thought ideas conceptualizing and turning them into reality and for for me what I, some of my preferable ways of doing that is through, um, you know, energetic experiences with my wife, uh, with my children, um, with others, with myself, whether it's going for a surf, you know, that's an expression of a desire for me to connect and, and, uh, be immersed in the, the total beauty of uh, the Earth's energy. You know, I had two surfs today, which was a rarity. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it was I needed to do that today. You know, I have, I had a deadline which I put off uh, for the sake of me wanting to selfishly please myself in an act of self-love and and nurturing you know my deadline for my book which is now you know i push it back to tomorrow i will deal with those consequences tomorrow um which will make tomorrow a little bit more difficult but what i got out of today you know it was memory memorable it was joyful it was i felt content afterwards and during that that experience so if we have the if we have the the understanding that we are beings of energy and that we have no purpose other to be energetic and express ourselves through whatever means feel right for us, your desire, your passion, uh, your fears, you know, um, then that's all we need to do and for some it's 
you know, it's a multifaceted approach and it can evolve and change over time. Some people like to do art, some people like to dance, and some people like to uh, play music, create music. Some people like to build things. Uh, some people like to create different concepts and businesses and be an entrepreneur. Uh, some people like to, whatever it may be, you know, work out, you know. But there'll be a fundamental reason why we're why we gravitate towards certain things and some things are just an expression of, of passion and other things will we will be driven to do things for reasons that potentially are out of fear instead of out of love you know so success is a very interesting one especially in in this day and age with social media and I'm very aware as I as I delve into that from time to time and I witness uh, the underlying message of what people are really trying to put out there and and it's interesting I was having a talk with my therapist today we we're having a session um, he's an energetic therapist he's a relationship therapist that uh, works on the relationship between you and yourself uh, which then helps you understand your relationship with 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 others and I was saying it's interesting I was looking at somebody's Instagram page the other day. It was just the same photo over and over and over and over and over again. You know, there was there was no no variation of identity for this person. Um, and it was just different ways of them looking uh, attractive or their version of what I think it means to be attractive. You know? And I was like, it's, it's really interesting seeing people's identity in social media is, is, a, is a wonderful place to, I guess, observe um, what identity means to people. You know, what is your story? And when we talk about success, for, for instance, you know, what, is, what are these young children's idea of success? You know, is it 2 million followers? Is it 10 million followers? Is it uh, getting your photo in a magazine? Is it getting your blog listen to is it interviewing somebody is it this that or the other and it's um, I, I would say to look inwards and find out what that what what that means to you you know I, um, I have a list of people that I would like to interview and um, my intention is that it will happen one day purely for the fact that I would like to be able to connect with them on a level uh, because I see them as game changers in this world that we live in. And I feel that the more of uh, people that can connect with this idea of bringing about a better planet and a better understanding of uh, some fundamental truths of, of who we are and how, how, what our default really is, uh, and that is a state of unconditional love, then what magic can come from that? And that's, but I have no expectation whether I'm going to connect with these people or not. Like today I emailed a, a very famous uh, actor uh, from, from Canada, actually. And I 
I have no idea whether I will be able to get them into the movie that I'm about to produce, but they're on my wish list. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if I get this person into this film. The only way I'm going to find out is actually have the intention and then ask the question. And uh, all that can happen is for them to say no. And it's like, and that happened with the magic pill. There were so many people that I wanted to include in that. Mm. And I got probably more no's than yes from the people that I asked. And that was yeah. cool. That was exactly as it was meant to be. And that was exactly as it was how it unfolded. And, and we created this, this uh, piece of energy that's out there now in the world as it's meant to be. And uh, the same thing will happen with this, with this new project. Um, but it's a game. It's all a game, mm. and um, and it's like I actually don't really feel that I want like with the next film. It's not even that I want to meet these people per se, but I feel like their message is is an important one, and I would love to be able to put it into the film in their words because it will have different resonance for different people, mm. and uh, you know, that's on my wish list. And uh, it may or may not happen, but. Um, <laughs> If it doesn't, it doesn't. So, it's so funny um, to hear you say that because there's, there's it's a, there's a, yep. Oh, just because I scroll through your podcast list and your the people you interview are so influential, and for you to you know say that you got more no's than yeses with your film and and you know with the next one and with podcasts and stuff just surprises me. <laughs> yeah, it's um, you know, but, but I've asked so many people to be on the podcast and, uh, and so many people I, I haven't managed to get there yet, but uh, that's okay. It, it, it keeps me uh, fresh, mm. so to speak. And it's like, okay, well, there's a blockage there. I wonder, I wonder what that could mean. And how I go a little bit, I go on my own little search for, for some answers and, uh, but I don't define myself by the people that I have on my podcast. It's just people that I find interesting. So I don't identify with, how many listeners that I have or how many, uh, who's on there. And I have no schedule. And my desire with the podcast was, and I came to it quite late, you know, I only started 12 months ago and I was like, yeah, I wonder if this is something that uh, I, will, that I want to do. And I, I thought about it for a couple of days. I thought, hmm, okay. And even through that process, you know, my first three or four, uh, I felt like uh, I wasn't great at it, you know, and I've had some sessions about that and uh, about my insecurity about talking to these very, very intelligent people that have devoted their life to, to knowing one subject and being able to express it in a way. And, you know, it's been, I've learned more about myself from interviewing people, not so much about what they're saying, but about my approach to it and my understanding of myself. And that's why I love doing it. It's why I love doing the TV show that I do, My Kitchen Rules. I learn more about myself from that experience than anything else from being a part of it. You know, I'm constantly learning more things about myself by being in that position. And people go, why do you do it? You know, you're eating food that you don't want to do. I'm like, well, number one is I have a choice to do exactly what I want to do in this lifetime. So whether you agree with 
like whether I should be doing it or not is, is of no consequence to me and it's irrelevant to me. But what I get out of it is a wonderful education about myself because I'm presented with these different uh, challenges along the way and whether it's that TV show or another line of other work that I do or uh, anything else that I undertake, um, when I find resistance in myself or uh, non-contentment or uncomfortability, if that's a word, mm. I know that there's something that mm. I would like to explore more. And that's one of my driving forces is, um, or, or my levels of success is when I run into a roadblock or that feeling of uncomfortableness or where an issue pops up and it's just like really uncomfortable. It's like, okay, this is the next part <laughs> that, that obviously I need to uh, understand more about. And I, and I go and find out. And you know, it's really interesting. So today I finished my session and at the end of the session I was having a chat with uh, my mate that I've been seeing for a few years that does this type of work. and. Uh, today's one was about uh, sexual energy, really interesting topic for me. And um, but we, we found some truths in there from my upbringing and things like that and social conditioning and understanding of that. And, but at the end of it, we, for the next session, which will be whenever in, in a month's time, in a few months' time, maybe next week, I don't know yet, but it was to do with timing. And the word timing, he said it about, he was talking about something and he was talking about timing. And I was like, like and all of a sudden that, that single word triggered in me. I went, that's something that I need to talk to you about. That's something that I feel like I need to work and understand what timing means because it's something that's in my, in my sphere at the moment. And it's something that I'm working out that I want to be a little bit more fluid with it, a little bit more organic with it, a little bit more uh, not fearful about it and that I can just live in the present, which is really all what timing is, um, and uh, stay in the moment and not get too caught up in the future and the past. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's my next uh, <laughs> rabbit hole that I'm going to investigate for myself and uh, I'm, I'm going to, it's interesting because I know that the next week or two will present me with lots of different opportunities for this. And it even did it tonight. Uh, I had an occurrence just before this podcast where uh, I let somebody down due to my timing. <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, a bit of a slap in the face to me. I was like, whoa, okay. You know, that, that actually meant more to somebody than I gave it credence to mm. or credit for. Um, and I, I was a little bit blasé about it because, and uh, I know that uh, there's, there's a lesson in that for me. Mm. And uh, I've forgiven myself and I'm, I'm ready to tackle this next this mm. next challenge. Yeah, wow. That's, yeah. A, that's some deep, really deep work that you are doing and I'm pretty sure that um, people will be asking who you're seeing and wanting to talk to him. He sounds amazing. The um, what you said about 
you know, the My Kitchen Rules people teaching you things about yourself and showing you things about yourself. That's something that I really find that I experience with my clients um, sitting in clinic with them. I know they're so, they're often so thankful to um, have had their session, but I'm the same. I, that's where I learn the most about myself. And um, often there's a, there's a podcast or two, every few podcasts, I just get that same kind of slap in the face and I find that thing that I need to work on as well. So it's really good to hear that, you know, um, that happens for you as well. But what I'd love to finish with is um, what you're creating and you've touched on pieces of it, but by doing what you love and by following your true self and not having a schedule around your podcasting, for example, it, it comes across as a really organic conversation and an organic podcast and what I think you are leaving um, you know, behind you for other people to look into and see, and even for your daughters as well as this organic legacy. And I'd love you to just talk to me about that because I know you'll find the word um, interesting and you'll have maybe a different point of view on it than me. But how do you feel about your legacy that you are leaving? Uh, I'm a bit attached to it, yeah. to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't. Again, I have any expectation, and mm. I, you know, it's, it's. I, I can't control how other people are, and I'm, I would be, um, uh, I would be, you know, amiss to even think that I could control how other people think or feel. But going back to that fellow on the surf. Um, you know, he thanked me for the film, and I said, "Cheers, brother!" And I'm glad you enjoyed it. You know, that's the extent of those things, and it's really interesting. There's people often say, "Thank you so much for changing my life," and I always say, "Oh, I didn't do anything. It was actually you that changed your life. We just presented you with some tools or some information." Um, but you know, I didn't force you to change anything, so. And I, and I had this discussion with someone on, on my social media recently. Uh, they called me their rock and their inspiration, and uh, I think they just started out on their journey of changing over their diet. And and I and they wrote it to me every day, and I, I saw it and and I did a Q and A one day, and they wrote it again, and I I, I just wanted to point out that. You know, I said, it would probably be better if you didn't see me as your rock, even though I think Peter translated is, <laughs> means rock. But uh, <laughs> I said, uh, it would probably, I, I cannot be accountable for your actions, mm. so please do not put your resp your responsibility uh, onto me that, I'm I'm capable of of being that for you because I am not that person. You know, you're 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 giving away your power to somebody else to say this that person that wrote that they don't know who I am. Yeah. Like really, they do not know me. They have a, a, a perception of me, and uh, perception is always filtered through their own lens. Uh, as we do with, with however we view people um, with our own egoic lenses and filters in place. So, um, And she didn't really take it that well. 
And I just said, you know, that you know, once you start treating yourself as your own rock, that's when that's when true fucking change can happen. Um, please don't give it to somebody else. Give that give that power that you've got away. Because what if I say something that let you down? What if I swear and it goes against what you think? Or what if I don't respond to a question when you answer it one, one day? Mm. You know, you will then. Uh, possibly see me in a different light, you know, and what does that mean for your own journey? So, I mean, I'm getting a little bit deep in here, but uh, so to talk about legacies is, is, you know, it's, I I just don't, that doesn't factor or interest me in, in anything. The reason that I do the, work that I do is because I like doing the work that I do. It, it fascinates me. It interests me. Uh, I enjoy learning from the people that I interview. I enjoy being able to share that information in a way that feels feels right for me. Mm. Um, and I do it in a way that uh, has no real structure to it either. It's, it's just as it is. Um, so... But I'm grateful for this life that I've experienced so far, uh, and I'm gr- I will be grateful for whatever the future holds. And uh, but at, at this particular present point in time, I'm I'm extremely happy, and uh, I'm um, enjoying our conversation. So thank you for that. Thank you for your time. I I, I can't. Yeah. Um, thank you enough. Really, it's just. It's actually been a really nice conversation for me personally as well as for recording for the podcast. So um, thank you for being here. Thank you for your time. And um, I hope that we get to talk again soon. Yeah, I'd love to come back and talk <laughs> about any, any topic that you like and uh, we can go deep and happy to talk about nutrition, happy to yeah. talk about uh, <laughs> anything else under the sun or under the stars or under the moon because it's, uh, <laughs> it's a fascinating world that we inhabit. If you like what we do here at The Naked Naturopath, then be sure to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To learn more about Mel and MG Herbs, jump onto mgherbs.com, follow us on Facebook at MG Herbs Australia and Instagram at MG Herbs Official. Please keep in mind that all advice and opinions on The Naked Naturopath are not individualized. To get the right advice for you, be sure to make a booking with Mel or your health professional. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.